Welcome to Boundless Pursuit, a weekly podcast providing motivation, entertainment, and education to anglers and outdoorsmen. I hope that the stories you'll find here will encourage you to chase your passion more fervently, to open your mind to new opportunities and perspectives. Your engagement and feedback is critical to the growth of this show, and I would love to hear your suggestions on topics or potential guests. You can reach me at boundlesspursuitfishing at gmail.com or at my website, www.boundless-pursuit.com. That's where you'll find all related articles, media, and merchandise. Please remember, the show will gain traction from your support. Be sure to like, comment, and share this podcast to your friends and connections. I'm your host, David Graham. Now let's get on to today's episode. Today's guest is an exciting young multi-species fisherman that is on a serious upward trajectory. And given the energy that this guy projects on his social accounts, I knew that he would deliver. Kai Richardson is part of the Uncle Larry Outdoors crew. And if you don't know who these guys are, you've got to check them out. Because this is a group of young dudes full of energy that are putting in some serious work. And Kai just catches all kinds of crazy fish. From monstrous bass, big snook, tarpon, grouper, just everything the guy can get his hands on. And what I really love about the guy, he's taking a very like relatable and budget-friendly approach to all of this. He's doing a lot of it on foot. He's doing a lot of it by kayak. He's doing it in a way that I think most people can relate to. But on top of that, it's the quality of the fish that he's catching. And it's the energy that he does it with that's so infectious. It's just the authentic level of energy and enthusiasm that the guy injects into every video and post that he makes that makes him so enjoyable to watch. And I knew as soon as I started seeing this guy's stuff popping up all over the place, I thought to myself, that's a guy that I have got to talk to. And if you spend any amount of time on fishing social media pages, you've probably run across the video of him catching a massive bass out of his kayak in the background of one of his buddies' catches. Probably one of the most purely entertaining videos that I have ever seen. So obviously, we discussed this video and more along with just the growth of the brand of Uncle Larry Outdoors and just the community that they're building, the team that they've formed. And during the episode, we even get a really awesome cameo from his teammate and his partner and really one of the masterminds behind Uncle Larry Outdoor, Eric Guarino. So just between the three of us, the whole entire episode was just a really awesome vibe. It was probably one of the most entertaining and engaging and just fun conversations that I've had with any of the people that I've brought on so far. These guys are on one hell of a come up. And this conversation met all of my expectations and exceeded them. Definitely one of the most energetic and entertaining conversations so far. You won't want to miss this one. This was an awesome, awesome conversation. But, uh, all right, Kai, well, what's going on, dude? I'm glad to finally get to talk to you. I've been following your stuff for a while, and you seem like one of the more active guys out there. Like, it seems like every day, I don't know if you're just strategic and when you're posting, but it looks like, and I'm jealous of, you You always seem like you're finding some time to be outside, whether you're catching a fish or not. But, uh, but yeah, man, how's it been going? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. I, I can't complain. It's, it's nice that it, it looks like that, at least. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I really I these days, man, I only really get to fish on the weekends. You know what I mean? Me and my boys, you know, we're, we're working pretty much, you know, Monday through Friday. I work nine to six. 
So now that, you know, the time changed, I get a little, little bit more time, you know, after six o'clock to get out now. But like before that, really, like, unless I'm doing some night fishing, I was only really to get able to get out on the weekends unless I uh, called out, which, which I did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, sick. They hear the drag burning in the background. Yeah, I'm yeah. sick. It's <laughs> 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 uh, funny. I can relate. Um, you know, it's different. I, see, I, I'm in like a supervisor position and I have my people that call out all the time. I'm like, if, if y'all are like just going out fishing, just tell me that I'm yeah. going to understand. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fine. It's your time. Enjoy your time. I need y'all coming back energized, but, um, that's funny. I can totally relate. Um, like I'm, I'm, this has been a slow year for me. I've gotten out like once, twice. It's probably the slowest start to a new year that I've had. And I don't even know how long. So I'm already kind of predicting, at least for me, you know, this isn't about me again, like what I was telling you about. Don't let me get, don't let me get too far. You're the star attraction here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, okay. <laughs> But I, th- I, I'm already kind of predicting. I think this is going to be one of those years where I don't get out much. But I feel like when I do get out, like I've got some plans. Like I, I, I'm hoping this will be like I don't get out much. But when I do, it'll be impactful. So who knows? Yeah. You need those. You need those kind of years. But uh, but I don't know, man. It seems like every time I'm looking at like you, you got like those stories. Like when I'm on Instagram and I see like some people are posting stories. Every time I see yours, I like I know I got to click it because it's always like a feel good. It didn't even necessarily <laughs> it's maybe you saw a UFO in the air. I know I saw that one recently. <laughs> it's your <laughs> it's Yeah. Your, it's your theories about what's going on in the world, but you always just seem like you're having a good time. I'm like, you know what? Good energy is like infectious and I need every now and then I, I need a dose of that. But um but yeah, I appreciate, dude. Appreciate yeah, well, that. I, I appreciate you. You know, some people they only share when they're catching a fish. It didn't, it didn't those little, those little times, but, um, but in any sense, it seems like lately, like I, I don't remember how long I've been following you. It isn't that long, but I've been watching close enough that it seems like, dude, you're like on some serious upward trajectory. Not that that's what's most important. Not that you're like a follower chaser, but I mean, when I look at your stuff, the content, it, it makes sense because, you know, you've had, uh, I guess if we're going to start anywhere, we'll start with that most recent viral moment of yours. Cause dude, that video of you catching that fish, <laughs> I showed my wife that video. I showed my kids that video. It's everywhere. I'm looking. I'm like, this is like the best thing I've ever seen. So for people who don't know what we're talking about, you take it away. Just kind of walk me through that day. Cause it's basically a video of you catching this colossal bass but it's like you you couldn't have like i don't know planned that better but tell me about that day yeah man that that day is crazy so like i i work up i woke up that morning just on a different energy my boy e is sitting right here next to me and What's he can up? share <laughs> a lot of this as well one of the founding members of uncle larry's right there um we were basically we, i had went out that morning with just uh, a newfound like passion. Eric had just caught like a freaking I don't even know how big, like a 12, 13, like who knows? Might have been a yeah. you know what I mean? Like that week. So in my brain, I'm like, you know what I mean? As a fisherman, especially with the bass fishing, it's like, all right, they're starting to move up. It's that time of year, it's February. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like now is the time that, you know, 
those big ones, you, you really got a chance at, at hooking the fish of a lifetime. So I just woke up that morning just inspired, you know what I mean? And I just wanted to catch a giant. And I went out to a spot. Was uh, you know, I, I had a pretty good morning. I caught a few and broke my rod on like a, a six pounder. And uh. you know, at that point, it was like, <laughs> damn. All right, do I call it a day? Do I go buy another rod and come back out here and you know keep fishing? And went to Bass Pro, bought a rod, came back, started fishing again. And me and the guys had um a plan that evening to go out and do some filming. And try and get some content with um, these uh, Bassman spinner baits. Uh, shout out to, to Glenn Casey, man. Good guy. Sent us some spinner baits that he makes all the way in Australia. Oh, man. And, uh, you know what I mean? Just, you know, let us loose kind of thing. Like, yeah, just go do your thing. And, um, you know, we wanted to go out and, you know, kind of get some content for him. And mind you, this is like the first um, planned trip that we've made with um eric's a7 he has uh the camera that we we're now using he could probably tell you a little bit more in regards to that but um yeah we we basically went out there to you know try just try and film what we do basically mm -hmm. on the weekends all the time right and <laughs> we had this plan to go to a spot that we had never been to before and you know just google maps it, it looked good wasn't accessible from uh land so we knew that, you know, there was a, a good chance that it was probably it was probably pretty freaking good. And we I've, seen that, in some, I've seen that in some of y'all stuff where it's like, you know what I like? The reason I like gravitate towards your stuff, I don't I, I will scroll past somebody. Their whole page can be nothing but giant fish. But if I don't see some sort of depiction on what got you there, you've lost me. So, like, I love to see the ones where y'all are, like, dragging kayaks through hell. I know you're working to get in there. I'm like, see, that's relatable. Like, to somebody yeah. that's looking for, like, inspiration, it's like, I don't know, man. When you see, like, the super clean-cut dudes holding up but a bunch of giant fish, I'm like, what is this guy, a millionaire? Like, can I do this? But the people that are... <laughs> oh my god! But, the, but, but, oh my gosh. And I don't want to get ahead of myself. I don't want to get ahead of myself because I... It's the relatable factor that I love, and it's like the excitement that that you show when you catch the fish. But I had to jump in there because you talk about it was uh, inaccessible. I mean, to some, I think there's just a willingness factor because some people don't want to. They don't want to get muddy. They don't want uh, fish slime on their new kicks. I don't know, but I've seen the pictures of y'all pulling the kayaks through the grass and the mud and the crap. And it's funny that you said you'd broken your rod earlier in the day and that you left that detail in there. I don't know about y'all. Like for me, like some of the best fish I've ever caught, like it seems like it, the biggest and best fish always seem like they're right on the other, other side of some kind of shit. Like it's like you hit that fork in the road where you can decide to go home or you like grind it out and then get rewarded. We like can relate that. to that for sure. For sure. It, it, it really does seem to manifest itself during those, those more trying times, you know what I mean? It just, you know, just the circumstances, it's, it's, it's a bit more than coincidental oh, yeah. that, well, that we've noticed at this point. You know what I mean? That's that's all I can say about the, that, really. The fact that it was new water is pretty cool, too. You mentioned you had just dipped into new water. I love, I love, like, that's my favorite thing to do in fishing is, is like, Google Maps scouting and 
dipping into new water. It's easy when you find a spot that's got big fish to just like become married to that spot and never leave it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Sure. But anyway, sure. like I told you, I, I threw you off your, I threw you off your game. You had, you, you had, uh, but y'all had met up and then found the spot and dipped in there. So, uh, I don't know. Take, is this, and this is the evening, right? This is late in the day. Afternoon. After, af- okay. afternoon. They will probably work. Two, three no, o'clock. Which now? Yeah. Like two o'clock. That's two, yeah. Yeah. Wanna, two o'clock. I don't want to go off on a tangent at all. Um, but one very interesting thing we've noticed during this spawn season in Florida is yeah. that every giant, giant quote unquote that we've caught yeah. down here. <laughs> it's ele- now this one was at two, but same concept. It was 11 to two that window of time middle of the day not the yeah. morning bite not the evening bite every giant giant that we've caught down here this spawn season has been middle of the day and this one was no different but that's yeah. just an interesting yeah that is interesting out. yeah very interesting i remember butch brown saying that too i had brought that up to eric after he had called his it's like man i think there's something to this like midday bass fishing that i've noticed and it's not like it's almost like an accidental finding, and then it was reconfirmed when I came across that that Butch Brown clip. But I was thinking to myself, like, of all of the big fish that we've ran into down here, like we <laughs> we're not the best at waking up early. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the times that we have woken <laughs> up early, it's like they, it hasn't really been anything like crazy. You know what I mean? For the most part, to make us want to like wake up at you know 7 a.m and be their first light kind of thing and it, it i just noticed that a lot of those interactions that we were having with big fish were like midday for some reason and apparently like that i don't know there's something there's something well, to with the know, bass business specifically yeah. well bass are such a like i don't do a lot of bass fishing but i do enough and it's 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 clear why they're the most popular sport fish in fresh water because you can pattern yeah. them in so ways you like you can pattern the fish in so many ways like there's this, and they're like they're, and they're smart but i guess yeah. um if a big fish is a smart fish and you know the typical bass angler if fish are getting pressured at all they're getting pressured in the early morning and in the late evening because that's just that's just i don't know that's common law among bass anglers you gotta mm-hmm. get on the morning bite you gotta get in the evening bite so that's the period they're getting the most pressure not that you were fishing a pressured area because it looked like y'all probably were in mostly untouched water, but there's got to be something to that. The bigger fish probably know the fishermen are out in droves throwing <laughs> that plastic in their face in the morning and in the evening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they take advantage of that, huh. that, that high sun, yeah. get out there and eat, and then dip back into the into the depths. Especially yeah. during on season down here because these yeah. Florida bass, I mean, it's 65 degrees and they're cold, you know, so they use that middle of the day to go out and sun themselves just like we do. They love it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely something to that aspect of it as well. With the, when you think about the temperatures around this time of year and that they spawn during this time of year, I think there's, there's definitely something to that too. Like their innate nature is to, I don't know when they get that big is to come out during that time for some reason and yeah. take advantage yeah. of, of that in. hour. Yeah, get a quick meal in and then go and, and chill and soak up yeah. that yeah. sun. Sit, sit under <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I know we keep kind of like tongue in cheek saying it's a giant, giant. People are like, what the hell are they talking about? It's like it's some sort of inside <laughs> joke. I Like, you know how you 
memorize your favorite movie lines like it, and it gets to a point <laughs> where you've seen it enough times you can sort of like <laughs> recite it like that yeah. video i'm like at that level with it because i watch it I, and i gotta be like everybody else and I've, i gotta find a way to link this obviously because we can't talk about it this much and not send people to it but um it was just hilarious the way that it plays out and again, I don't want to cut out any of the lead up to the moment, but <laughs> who was the guy that was actually in frame, like holding, not even, I mean, it was a nice fish he had, but it just got. <laughs> that's, I, I our mean, boy, it, uh, that's our it, boy, Johnny. It's the, the other. I mean, you couldn't player. have stole, you couldn't have stole his shine any harder. <laughs> Felt bad for the guy. It's like one of those. <laughs> One of those fake laughs. Like, <laughs> That's great. <laughs> like, <laughs> but um, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, had y'all just been blasting fish all day up until that point? I mean, or, or was it? I mean, not really. Like I said, I I was out fishing uh, for majority of the day up until that point, and I was catching them pretty good. But like, it was nothing too crazy. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I hooked into a few good ones, but like nothing stupid stupid and like i said we had never been to that specific pond before so we were going in pretty you know pretty blind we had just gone in with the the notion of yo we're gonna try and catch a few fish on these spinner baits you know what i mean hopefully they're biting the spinner baits you know what i mean we had worms tied on because we're looking at the place and all the vegetation and whatnot and like yo you can't go wrong with a big worm in florida you know what i mean right. that's what majority of these giants come on um but we were just trying to have some discipline and try to commit to the, the spinner baits and get some shots, get the shots that we needed. You know what I mean? For yeah. <laughs> what we had came out to do initially. And like I said, I can't stress enough that this was the first time that Eric had went out there with the, with like the professional camera, like the DSLR. And like, we had like said, all right, we're going to get some, some fishing content with, this camera like and try and do it like see, the, you know the right way kind of thing see, it usually doesn't work that way for me i'm cursed when it comes to cameras it's like if i as soon as i turn a camera on all action is over all <laughs> action ends that's, that's what i was telling so i don't want to go off, <laughs> i don't want to go off on a huge tangent here but just to set the scene from my perspective is i <laughs> i'm 26 i've been doing the fishing film thing for 13 years since i was a child since when YouTube fishing wasn't even really a thing. And yeah. for all the years I've done it, that is just a golden rule. The second that GoPro dies, beep, 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 you hear that GoPro die, you know big bites coming. And I, I cannot even begin to tell you the amount of time that's happened to me. And now a little bit later in my life, I've been on a ton of fishing shoots. It's one of the things I do to pay the bills. And same deal. You know, as soon as the camera goes on, the action, I'm trying to stress this to them, like, Fish, filming fishing is one of the single hardest things to oh, yeah. pull off, especially on a DSLR style like that. So, you know, to, to go in there and have it happen like that and it be the first time that as Uncle Larry's, I've went out with them and done the DSLR thing, you know, for four years, we've done GoPros, phone footage, because we've all been fishing. We're all a part of it in that way. But yeah, it's just. Kind of energy where we got together on a business level and we were like okay i have this camera that i use for work this is what we want to become work so let's treat it like work and go out there and just you know mess around and see what happens today and you know like i said it went in there and two cats yeah, two yeah. Cats. well i've got a huge admiration in fact it, like 
I almost want to like, have somebody come on to this program that's not even the guy behind the rod. Like, I want the camera people, like, to talk about it because, and I've mentioned this in previous recordings already, where it's like, it seems like a lot of the guys that are the most passionate about this, especially the multi-species guys, and we'll get into some of y'all's other endeavors that, that transcend beyond bass soon, but almost mm-hmm. all of them, without fail... The guys, especially that do the most, have some kind of artistic background, whether it's straight up like pencil art, whether mm-hmm. it's the ability to build and fabricate, whether it's metal fabrication, carpentry, uh, musicians. I've had a lot of guys that are musicians like that's their other thing or or people that can like because I've got a major like fascination with people who are good at film editing because that's like it take and I've dabbled in it a little bit. <clears throat> In a side note, I'm working on a little film thing myself with my buddy Josh Dolan. Now, he's the camera guy. He's the editor. <clears throat> it's like his thing, too, all about drones and underwater and this and that. But when I've had to hold the camera, it's like a whole other skill set to have, like, the discipline to, like, be present in in what's happening and capture everything. So I, I, I love y'all stuff, and I think, <clears throat> I don't know, man, y- y- y'all do a great <laughs> a great job of keeping it rolling. When there's all this chaos, because sometimes you want to like, you know, you want to like see it with your eyeballs <laughs> instead of through a little yeah. lens. But um, but but yeah, man. Um, yeah, for sure, man. So, Eric's been doing a long time. Yeah, yeah been, uh, long time. I've been doing it for so long, and you know, for a long time, it was just me filming mm-hmm. and fishing. I had my own channel, did my own thing throughout high school and college, and then I ended up putting it down for a little bit because. I got really tired of it being just me about me, yeah. me, me, me. Well, I, I was just sick of it. I was like, if I'm ever going to come back to this, I, it needs to be something that transcends me. That is bigger than me. That is a community is a movement. And yeah. uh, when Johnny came to me and I've known Johnny, the third person in that video, since I was six years old, he's one of the only friends I had growing up that fished. Mm-hmm. And when he came to me with this idea for uncle Larry outdoors, it was his conception from the start, I was just like, dude, this is what I want. I want to put time into this with you and use my various, because I've been a part of the fishing industry for a while. So use my connections in the industry and just use my video and my editing. Because I always told them, do the Uncle Larry Outdoors edits come out the way they do because I have the most fun making them because they're the realest, because there's there's no no gimmicks, no, yeah. no real like portraying fishing in the way that I want to see it portrayed out into the world and portraying fishing in a way where if a kid is going to get into it through one of our videos, they're getting into it for the right reasons. So, you know, that, that's why these videos I feel like are coming out the way they are these days is just because it's all of it combined. It's not just me. It's not just Kai. It's not just Johnny. When that combines together, you know, I I have more fun doing these videos than I do any gig I'm getting paid for, anytime I'm out filming just myself, you know, it's it's that combined energy that really make it what it is, I think. Oh, for sure. Well, I I mean, I'm coming at you from the vantage point of the consumer, you know what I mean? I'm the audience guy. And I don't know, I mean, everybody's got their thing they're more interested in. I, I appreciate what, like, the solo guys do because that's a whole other type of challenge where you're, you're alone and you got to focus on doing mm-hmm. the fishing and capturing yourself. But I like when there's a dialogue between like like you know what i mean like whether it's verbal or it's just an energy when there's two like people that are i don't know working together disagreeing agreeing 
working with each yeah. other, working against each other, whether it's a, a, a competition or two people working together for a common goal. Like I like that. So I'm right on I'm right there with you on that. But um but man, that video, so I want to get obviously to that, but it's uh it's it's got all the elements that you want because there's like a drama, there's like a part where you're sort of wondering what's coming next. There's the comedy element. Because you can't watch it without laughing. But it's like, and then there's like the shock factor. Because it's like, all right, is this guy just screwing around back there screaming and acting silly? And then it's like, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> screaming, PB, like the way you yelled yes. PB, veins were popping out of your neck. And like, <laughs> man. But then, so then you're like, okay, what is this dude doing? Is he acting like a jackass? Like, is he full yeah. of it? Like, <laughs> but then when you pull, when the fish comes out of the water, you're like, oh my God. But, um, yeah. But I don't know, man. Just from your words as the guy that's in the background, like what's going through your mind? Are you just forgetting? Like, are you forgetting the fact that somebody's filming? Are you like laser focused on what's like, has all other things blurred out and like become like, like dark to you and you're only focused on the fish? Like what's going through your mind during that? <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, that <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was like, I don't know. I was just so focused in that moment. Like I got that bite and I felt it like, and it's just, you know, those bites when you know it's a good fish, you know, and, and, and I don't know quite how good it is because I haven't seen the fish yet, but I felt that initial, I let that, I casted that spinnerbait out to the end of like this bog, like this place is really interesting. It was like a, a bog of, vegetation surrounding the whole entire shoreline and some some parts are thicker than others you know what i mean in terms of how far they span out mm -hmm. from the shoreline and in some points like you can put your kayak paddle through this bog and there's like four three four foot of water if not more under this vegetation so these oh, man like live under that shit majority of the time we're assuming you know what I mean? It's just because, like, why? what reason would they have to come out if they don't need to? You know what I mean? If they could just live under this shit. Mm -hmm. And I'm just uh, just casting off of this point, and I let it drop to the bottom. I just remember in my head vision, like, if there's going to be a bass there, it's going to be, like, hanging somewhere in that area off of the point of how that, that bog is setting up. You know what I mean? Let it drop, and I'm reeling it in. And, I mean, like, probably you know, three or four revolutions. Just, boom. And I'm trying to catch up to it. And it's so weird <laughs> in the kayak. I've been fishing in a kayak like that for so long. And I've lost so many good fish because it's so hard to fish like that. But I've, I've learned over time that like, you gotta, you gotta catch up to them because they get so much momentum on you. You know what I mean? Especially those big fish. Cause when you hook into them, you immediately start coming straight to them. Yeah, <laughs> and want to make sure you get a good hook set to them. So I got, I got, I had like a, I think an eight to one beer, uh, Corrado. So like I could catch up to his ass. I just remember trying to catch up to him, catch up to him, and then I felt him go down again. And I was like, oh, it's a giant. That's when yeah. I started saying giant, and he came up and did that little tail slap thing, and I couldn't quite see how big it was at that time. But like as you as you can see in the video, I was I was pretty much all in at that point. And then this thing, I I just remember seeing this thing 
come up behind Johnny. And the whole time, Johnny hasn't even seen the fish at this point. <laughs> and he, I, I, in, the, in, the, in the video, you can see him just talking to Eric. Like, oh, this is a giant. Like, yeah, uh, it's, it's a giant. We're so used to it now, you know what I mean? <laughs> With each other, just catching big fish and shit. It's just yeah. like, oh, another seven-pounder. Like, yeah. Giant. And... <laughs> I guess I, I think Johnny like heard uh, he's never heard me like that before, you know. Yeah. What I mean? And after after I didn't stop screaming, the screaming just got more and more profound as I saw like what was on the end of my line. And he finally like let me turn around and see what this motherfucker's screaming about. Yeah. And then he thought, oh, it's a giant, giant. Yeah. I, I remember in that period right there like when we all had recognized like what was going on and taking place i, I remember just like shit just like so low down and like there was some, those brief pauses where i was looking back at eric and johnny just like trying to make sure this was like real yeah, life. Yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean and they're seeing what i'm seeing but i'm so focused on this fish man like i said from just so many different um trips of being out there in that yak and losing fucking giants man i'm just so focused on trying to stay tight and keep that tension in that kayak because i i just feel the weight of this fish and he's just pulling me wherever yeah. he wants like i'm turning <laughs> this way and the weight of the fish is pulling me the other way and i remember just like figure i just kept figure eighting i'm like yo just gotta fucking keep him tight just gotta keep him tight and then he came around and I remember, you know, when those bass come up and they just like stay on the surface and don't do anything, like their mouths just kind of like, like he he might jump, but he's not he's not mm. quite there yet. And I remember <laughs> in my head, I'm like, yeah, I just gotta grab, I just gotta grab, hold the rod this way, and I just scoop his ass up, <laughs> and I I grab that that bass like the death grip. Oh my, yeah. Yeah. but he wasn't going nowhere. Oh, yeah, <laughs> nowhere, man. And I remember just, just picking that thing up, and just like I've I've dreamt of like that moment. You know what I mean? Because bass fishing is what like, you know, that's that's what started my love for fishing. Like, oh that's yeah, what yeah. Really, you know what I mean? And I think that's for most guys. You know what I mean? But I just remember, especially being a kid from Jersey, just like dreaming of the moment that you know regardless of whether i have a scale or not i hook into a bass that i know without a reasonable doubt is a dd you know what i mean yeah. it's like just what that moment would feel like for me what it, what i would do how i would react and it was just like in that moment i kind of just like once i i had them and i realized like what i had just did i think i just like black like I, I literally think like my soul <laughs> like left my body like astral projected for a well, second i like, could tell you were attempting to to formulate words and in your mind maybe you were communicating but all that came out was a blood-curdling scream <laughs> that, that's all that was I the best do. part <laughs> that's all i could do man because i just like i it, <laughs> it was a surreal moment like that it looked that like is, excitement it also looked like you're about to cry it was great. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot leading up to to that fish, man. Like I, I dreamed of living in Florida 
and and doing that shit. You know what I mean? Growing yeah. up, looking at Roland Martin out on Okeechobee, like that's all yeah. I remember being a kid from Jersey. Roland Martin on Okeechobee throwing spinner baits, catching freaking giants. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that was like Florida bass fishing for me up until coming down here, and then just like really being able to immerse myself in this environment and learn it. You know, coming from that environment mm-hmm. and just 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 coming to that realization that it's everything that I thought it would be. Yeah. And I'm like not even close, like way crazier than I could have ever imagined, honestly. You know what I mean? Just Well, y'all managed to somehow y'all managed to somehow like compact a ten thousand different emotions into like a how long is the clip? Thirty seconds? I mean it's yeah. short. But so yeah. much happens in such a short and I can't I'm like I'm I'm trying my best to describe to people listening what it is, because I, I think the comedy side of it is, is the funny part because I, I would relate it to like a funny, like, like a news segment where there's like the person in the background that's actually stealing the thunder because they're acting silly because (laughs) (laughs) you're like, there's a brief moment of like narration because you know, your buddy had just caught a fish. He's like taking the lure out of its mouth. And then you just sort of see this kayak awkwardly like coming into frame the fish pulls you into frame like <laughs> and you're spinning and doing circles in the background you're still not quite the star like attraction but you're back there and there's enough going on that it's like it, it like you're you're trying to look past the guy that's in the frame <laughs> and then uh <laughs> but um but anyway I, I love the tone changes and y'all's voices that it's like there's like an element of sarcasm and like oh it's a giant. And then there's like the moment of realization where all of a sudden all three of you are on the same wavelength and realizing like what's at hand. And it's like everything just changes. And then yeah. including the people that are watching, like me from my phone, like I'm on the edge of my seat. My phone's this close to my face. I'm like, what is this? But yeah, the look funny. of the fish. I, I remember going back and like just like a few nights ago, watching the clip again. Oh, I've and watched it so many there, times. There, there's there, there's like a part where, you know, I'm I'm saying it's a giant, it's a giant. And then you see the tail flip where, you know, it oh, yeah. kicks up all of that water, but you don't quite see the fish. And like Eric, this motherfucker, he's caught a lot of big bass. And I remember I, in that clip, I can hear him. That was the first time he was like, because ah! he's seen it. He was like, oh, it's, yeah. it's and then it And then it came up and then he screamed like, ah! Yeah. And, he was like, and when Eric screams like that, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, that's it's, proper it's, validation. And he's got the camera, so I can only imagine. Yeah. I can only imagine. The, Maintain the, discipline. Oh, that's man. hard. You deserve oh. a lot of credit for that. Like the guy behind the camera is always the camera person is always the unsung hero of those moments when they actually get caught. Like that, they're like the <laughs> discipline that you had to like make sure not to lose this was was. Like grade A phenomenal, so kudos to you for that. But I mean, you want to talk about blacking out? You know, I it was almost. You know, it's funny. It's almost like <laughs> how I describe it is as I was looking through the lens, watching it happen. I almost felt the millions of eyes that were also about to be watching. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. Like I just you know, it's just like I'm looking at this happening. Like this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. So I, mean, I remember him saying that at the end of the day. He's like, we hadn't even seen the shit yet. Or we might have on like the camera. We, w- we probably watched it back. But he was like, bro, 
I think this is the best thing I've ever recorded. I well, there's like the we there's, have ever recorded. There's the little subtleties in it. Like I would venture to say, or I'll go so far as to say, if you would have been on a fancy bass boat, it wouldn't have been that. It wouldn't have been the same thing if you no. would have been in a a high end. I'm not a big kayak guy, but like you yeah, know, and a whole and I'm not, beer. I'm, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, but it, it looks like, and I'm not no. hating on your gear. I no, like the low key sure. style, but I'm like, of, I'm a canoe guy, so I can't say right. I, I I fish out of a canoe. Yeah, but, you uh, get it out of You already know, yeah. brother. <laughs> but it's like it looks like it's I don't know, and maybe it's the beanie pulled down over the top of your head. It's like there's yeah, little out deep, there just, yeah. just wet pants and shit. You know yeah, <laughs> there's the little really key details cool. that make it all the more yeah. important. Another thing about that, and it showed just like you alluded to, that was really supposed to be the practice shoot because we had an actual shoot <laughs> yeah. up later that week that we were planning out and we were going to go do in the salt. So that was supposed to be, okay, let's just get out there, the three of us with the A7 on an afternoon and mm -hmm. see what happens and get good with, you know, filming with this camera and like, you know, getting certain shots and taking direction and getting yeah. audio and all that stuff. It was just supposed to be the trial for that, really. So we weren't like, you know, but we knew that it was untapped water. And it was a possibility. Was a possibility yeah. So that's why we did it there. But it's it's it just crazy that it, it, it all played out the way that it played out. Even him being in the positioning that he was in to be able to capture that moment with all of us yeah. in it. It's just like, like, like I, that's the stuff he was talking about earlier that you just can't plan and usually doesn't pan out that way you know very rarely do those moments get caught on camera like that let alone you know a fish like that like i it's just it's crazy well the it's, fish it's, itself and that's what's funny is we're talking about the moment we're talking about everything other than the fish which i like which the fish <laughs> is obviously the cherry on the top yeah so we'll talk about that because the fish <laughs> itself is like a uh, man it's a gnarly looking like dark scarred up and like that fish looks like it could tell if it could speak some some wild stories because it looks like it just looks yeah. like this old grizzled like warrior yeah has man. been through some stuff because it's a gnarly look just the dark tones of the fish i'm like that is a wicked looking animal she was pristine though man she was pristine not, not a mark on her not a rip in her tail she was like her She's lip so was good. Her lips, her lips were a little like ripped up, and I don't know if that's from like okay. bedding or just you know what I mean. Whatever, she looked like she might have been eating like some crawls or something. But um, oh, are you still with me? Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you. We blanked out for a second. We're I good. Put, yeah, I gotta put this on the charger. Charger, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. She was. That was. I've I've never really ran into a bass that looked like that. Aside from like. You know how fat she was, just yeah. like how dark, and she she just like a, a like a freshwater grouper or something like yeah. that. Yeah, just like like <laughs> she could have been a species of her own. Like I said, that place, the way it's set up with those with that mat of like bog, it's like that fish. The odds of 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 her having had contact with another human are very very slim. Like she don't have to come out into the daylight unless she wants to. And I think mm -hmm. that's part of the reason that she was like that dark too. Like that's one of those fish that just lives under that mat. And like, again, the stars just aligned and she just happened to be out 
feeding on the edge of that mat that day and I just happened to be in the right place at the right time and that's just like that's the crazy allure that I love about fishing is like it doesn't matter how dialed you think you are and how much gear and whatnot you have like if if that moment is not meant to happen at that time it's just not going to happen yeah you can't force feed those fish it doesn't matter what you have or what you're doing like it just has it just has to happen when it happens and that just it just happened to happen (laughs) it's a good mentality to have because you got to think how many people will like dip into a similar environment like that or a similar pond that may have the same kind of fish and then they get skunked or draw a blank and go yeah that place sucks move on because people people want things to come so much easier um so it's good like when you know like the potential is there for maybe it'll happen maybe it won't happen uh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. But I always think of people who like don't realize how like what proximity. I even think of myself sometimes like what kind of things have I like gone past that like I don't know. That, you know, you wonder about how many of how many fish you missed that you didn't realize you missed after you catch the big ones like that. It's like, man, what else has been down there? But yeah. it's, a, it's always yeah. a good perspective changer when you do get blessed with those monsters. Um but anyway, Nice. All right. Well, before all that shit went down, um, I was starting to segue out of the bass thing because I knew I knew that like that was like a real big one that I wanted to talk about. But I don't want people listening to think I'm only talking to a bass fisherman because (laughs) when you look at your page, yeah, y'all, y'all, I mean, y'all get around, and I love that. Like I'm, I'm all about. I'm all about specialists as well. Like people that are like super dialed in on one thing. Like I got a lot of. Uh, admiration for all types of anglers but um y'all do a lot of awesome stuff and you do it in a way again as mentioned before very relatable a lot of it's on foot a lot of it's in a kayak a lot of it's like something that like if people are willing to put in a little bit of work they themselves can also do it but uh, i mean i know y'all are catching tarpon you're catching all kinds of inshore species uh the snook you know i guess one of the ones that y'all have been getting that's of a lot of interest to me is those gag grouper, but no, I mean, y'all okay. get around. So I don't really know to start there, but I mean, I don't know. Just you mentioned earlier that you had come here from New Jersey. So maybe just walk me through that transition. I mean, how'd you end up here? What is like your, you know, your kind of perspective on here versus there? Yeah. The whole yeah. picture. Yeah. So I've been, uh, we've, I've been down here for almost three years now. We came down, uh, 2020, January 2020? 20, 20, or 2021, yeah. I missed it. January of 2021. January 2020. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was during the pandemic, basically, uh, around that time, I think. Yeah, no, pandemic was still strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that was really one of the, the leading, like, points for me to get out of New Jersey at that time, because things were just getting a little crazy. Yeah. Up there, you know what I mean? And uh, with my job and whatnot, a lot of maturity. And, you know, I was at a, a lower point in my life going through some personal things, relationships and shit like that, family, just just, uh, just a, a storm of, of everything, really. And, um, you know, uh, Eric and Johnny, Johnny had uh, came up with the plan to just book it down here and he hit up Eric and they sent it down and they were already down here. Um, for a few weeks before they hit me up 
and uh, like, yo, man, we need a third guy. We're going to try and get a crib down here and, you know, keep doing Uncle Larry's thing. I'm like, yeah. well, you know, I can't, I can't turn up, you know, that opportunity to, to, to come to Florida. I had just uh, renewed my lease at the time in this freaking loft apartment that I, I could not afford. Mm-hmm. And like, <laughs> It's just like, all right, well, it's like now and never for you to just kind of like let all the shit go and kind of, you know, get a, a fresh start almost. You know what I mean? Go somewhere new, change the scenery, kind of, you know, just just try and find myself again. You know what I mean? That's, that's kind of where I was at in life. And, you know, uh, it, it, it's, it goes back so much deeper than, than just like that. There's so many things like leading up to that point of me getting down here to Florida, like how I met Eric, you know, and, and Johnny initially and the Uncle Larry's guys. It's like, uh, like I said, it's pandemic time. I was, I was working for the uh, solar company. I was doing inspections at the time, getting in people's roofs, getting on their uh, attics and checking their electrical system, seeing if, you know, it's viable for solar mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, this was, I want to say, March 2020. So it was like really the beginning of the pandemic. And I remember one day, um, all my jobs at Kent, you know what I mean? This is like when things were really starting to get like crazy. No one knew what the heck was going on. All the grocery stores were getting overrun. And I just remember pulling up to house after house and everybody was like, yeah, no, like, I'm not letting you in my crib. And I remember calling my supervisor. Uh-huh. Like yeah, all my jobs are canceled <laughs> today. So like, what the like? What do you want me to do, man? And uh, he had no answers for me. Like, just stand by. Like, uh, I'll let you know what's going on, kind of thing. And I always used to keep uh, rods in my van, and I, you know, in between jobs or whatnot, go on Google Maps and wherever I was at in New Jersey, yeah. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd be all up and down the state. Um, you know, I'd go find some water and, you know, that was what better time than a day. All my jobs canceled. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting paid to fish today. So they let me know what's going on. (laughs) At the nearest lake, Speedwell Lake in Morristown, New Jersey. I'm like, oh, this looks like some juice. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And, uh. I'm out there fishing. I can't even remember what I'm trying. I'm either throwing a Kitek. I think I'm throwing a Kitek. Go four-inch contact and trying to get dialed. I'm like, oh, it's got to be some bass and these lay downs and stuff. <laughs> Juicy-looking little North Jersey pond. And this guy comes up to me, and he's with his lady. He sees me out there fishing. He's like, oh, man, you, you, like, you know what you're doing. And, you know, we, we get to talking, chopping it up, and he ends up telling me, he's like, like oh, yeah, what are you fishing for? Like, bass? Well, ain't the version of bubble, but ain't no bass in here. It's just... Just pickerel and, and rainbow trout. Oh. Pickerel and rainbow trout. And, uh, you know, we get to talk and whatnot. And uh, he's like, uh, yeah, you should uh, follow my uh, my son's page on, on Instagram. He's got a fishing page on Instagram. You know, he does some cool stuff on YouTube and whatnot. And at first, I didn't really think much of it. You know yeah. what I mean? I just thought he was, like, trying to get me to follow his, his you know, 12-year-old son page on Instagram. Like, yeah. <laughs> And I, I get home later that night and I, I check out, you know, Uncle Larry Outdoors, the page he told me to go check out. And I'm like, damn, this kid looks familiar. And go back 
like a, a week before that, I was just watching. He's got a video on uh, on the YouTube channel. Is this still on us? That the, the pickerel video is on. Yeah, he had he had his personal YouTube at the time, and he had caught like a state record uh, chain pickerel. And I was just watching that video like the week before that, and then I meet his dad. That guy was his dad. Yeah. <laughs> And he links me up with with these guys, and I think we I think we might have fished a few months after that. I, I drove up to uh, Long Island where Johnny, the other uh, the other member of uh, Unks, is uh, founding member, and um, we went out to Orient Point and did some fluke fishing for sea robins and whatnot. And after that, it was just kind of uh, it was just kind of written in stone, like uh, you know, it's just I, I think a subconscious understanding that like we were all on the same page and mm-hmm. I really aligned with the message of what they were preaching with unks at this time because they had started Uncle Larry's way before you know I had came into the picture. But I just felt like aligned with what they were doing and the message behind, you know, unks and I and I, and I really didn't want to be a part of it after, you know, really getting out with those guys and meeting meeting them and seeing, you know, what the fuck they were about and just, you know, Finding other, because I didn't fish with a lot of people at that time either. That's the yeah. other part. It's like, I I really started, like, fishing, fishing during the pandemic. I had always fished. My, my dad took me fishing since I was, like, eight years old. And I had always had, like, a different kind of love for it. But I never really took it seriously. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, always, like... Uh, a hobby for me or a way to spend some time with my dad or as I got older uh, it became like just a peace of mind really for me yeah. you know what I mean like you know I know I liked it I was fairly good at it but you know I, I, I was catching fish but like I had never really taken it like seriously seriously like yo can I like do this you know and like make a living from it somehow or like make it my career you know what i mean like is that a reality for me right and i was really kind of like i guess playing with that idea at that time during the pandemic after you know i had lost my job when i had all this time on my hands to just fish and that's what i had just dedicated all my time to because like i said that time was a real rough period for me so uh, along with you know, being able to go out and explore and find this new water, get better and harness my skills and whatnot. It's just a time to be out there, kind of get away from all of the craziness that was going on at that time. Cause it was, it was, it was definitely taking a toll on me. You know what I mean? Um, I think most of us, you know what I mean? That was, that was a pretty crazy period for most people. Um, but yeah, man, um, they hit me up and was like, yo, you want to, you want to come to Florida and I freaking found somebody to, to take over my lease in Jersey. And um, Eric had to come back up here to get his, uh, he had a bass boat, a 16 foot tracker. He had to come get that. And, you know, we uh, bummed it on the floor of my apartment for a few days um, as we, you know, got everything packed up and whatnot. Had to go find a U-Haul trailer at this time. Like I said, heat in the pandemic. Everybody is leaving New Jersey and New York and basically the entire Northeast to, to get away from the craziness. Yeah. So they 
literally no U-Haul trailers in the tri-state area. They didn't have any mm. in New York. They didn't have any in all of New Jersey, apparently. And the only one that they did have was in Philadelphia, PA, which was not too far from us, but far enough. Far enough, about a, what, hour and a half? Hour and a half drive. So <laughs> we're able to salvage a U-Haul trailer, go and get that thing, get everything packed up. And we just book it. We even told him about the tow hitch. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, before <laughs> before I could get the U-Haul trailer, my I, I drive a 05 GMC Yukon uh, Denali. My dad bought that truck brand new in 05, and uh, it's been the family ever since. And uh, you know, since it's since it's been in my ownership, it's um it's deteriorated, it's deteriorated a bit, but you yeah. know. With with the grounds that you know, that's what comes with fishing. You know, we it's it's age. It's got a lot of mileage. You know, we be moving, and um, <laughs> up there in the northeast, you know that that fucking the salt and the ice, man. Uh, mm. It ravages your your your, your vehicle. You don't know about that. <laughs> it's it's bad, bad. My my whole undercarriage looks like it was underwater for 18 years or something like that barnacles uh, right? on <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah dude it's, it's bad it, i couldn't get my tow hitch off long story short because it was rusted to the freaking hitch <laughs> and um i had to this is old jamaican guy i used to use as a mechanic um real good dude but like one of those like in his backyard kind of like probably not doing it the way he's supposed to be doing it, but he's going to yeah. get you with the BGB kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. <laughs> so I bring it to him because I'm like, I don't know who else the hell could get this hitch off of me within 24 hours because we got to be out of here. Like, I think we were, uh, <laughs> the day we happened to be leaving to come to Florida, I think it was Insurrection Day. I think it was January 6th. Uh, so, this no, was the yeah. <laughs> insurrection. Oh, okay. It was. It was later. It was later. Yeah. It was inauguration, and we were trying. We were trying to keep that in mind. We're like, yo, we gotta go through uh, DC, and like, not trying to be anywhere near DC. So we gotta be out uh. before. What was it? I think it was January 21st or 22nd or whatever. There's but um, PTSD. Just even thinking about it is giving me anxiety. <laughs> we felt like time was ticking. Like if we didn't get out of New Jersey before, before yeah. like, they weren't gonna let us out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. was over, man. But I took it to, to to my old Jamaican my old Jamaican boy, and he freaking puts a flame torch to this thing, and so. Getting it out somehow, some way, rather freaking thirty minutes, banging this thing, <laughs> flaming it. It just looked like a scene out of a movie, dude. It's crazy. <laughs> but get it off, get the right hitch on, man, and we freaking send it through the night, through the night, eighteen hours down here to uh to Tampa, man. And that trip within itself is all is a whole different story. That was there is uh. We made it down here by the grace of God. Jesus, Jesus took the wheel multiple times during that drive. For me specifically, I mean, speak for him. Yeah. <laughs> I was chilling. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was, I was wild. I was, I was wild. I was chilling. <laughs> but we made it. Jesus, 
300,000 miles on it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we had no business driving these vehicles, okay. man. Like, my truck goes into, still to this day, my truck goes into reduced engine power mode. Did you just break <laughs> down in Tampa and say, well, guess that's where we're going to live. No, well, you know, the funny <laughs> that because as soon as we, we freaking got to Florida, I think – like we were probably four or five hours away from we got, Tampa. We man. got separated. You went one way. We got separated. Us. I went one way, you <laughs> went another way. Uh -oh. And just like amazing timing. You know, in Florida, I'm thinking we're here fucking finally, all oh, the trials and tribulations. Like it was all mine. <laughs> and man, I'm I'm freaking driving and I feel my my wheel just I, I hear this noise, just like this grinding, cracking, just <laughs> and it's just like, oh shit. And I pull over, dude, and my whole wheel bearings just like gone. My wheels like like this, like wobbling. And I'm like, what the hell? Like my whole bearing just exploded. So I had to I had to ride that thing on the shoulder, like freaking five miles off the highway, off the exit, down this freaking, you know, shopping <laughs> plaza road to like the nearest mechanic shop to get that thing fixed so I could make it to the house. Because Eric was already at that point, probably like an hour plus away from me. Mm -hmm. And it was just, and we were just trying to get to our destination. You know what I mean? It's yeah. freaking <laughs> decompressed. But yeah, man, it was, it was that whole journey down here leading up to that was just it's crazy thinking back on it now it's so much but <laughs> yeah that was like the latest burden too you know like, yeah yeah i'm just i'm just not trying to keep you here for another two hours <laughs> right yeah well it seems like there's a lot of jersey transplants <clears throat> do you know uh i saw and i saw you recently fish with uh jake Dreamcatcher's yeah. jake do y'all yeah. go back did y'all go back from i, I was oh um, yeah so when I was 16 years old, so 10 years ago, making YouTube videos in Jersey, he was calm. We would have conversations. You could go back 10 years ago and see these comments. And he was like 10 years old commenting on my videos. And even, yeah. even then, that kid was different. So I, I yeah. fished with uh, I fished with him twice, I think. We yeah, met yeah. up and we fished for uh, Long Nose Gar one time because he was trying to yeah. find the South Florida Long Nose Gar. I mean, you can find them dime a dozen, I guess, in, in Tampa. They get a little weird. They just kind of cut off below Lake Okeechobee, like stop finding them. And then uh, I don't remember. We did like snakeheads or something other than that. But, uh, yeah, I'd seen his stuff. Like he, he's got some stuff on the Internet back when he was like this tiny little kid with glass, thick glasses. You can still find his <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't realize like in person, like, I thought he was like kind of this small little guy, and then in person, uh, I'm like, oh, okay, you're yeah, no, not anymore. Yeah. Like, all right, you look like an athlete. Like, Jack's a young man. He's a young man these days. That's funny. All grown up. Yeah, I love that kid. He's an original Uncle Larry's member as well. Oh yeah. All right, so Uncle Larry, I gotta jump in finally. Because I'm like uh, thinking, like, what is Uncle Larry? Like, where does the name derive from? What is Uncle Larry? Yeah, so somebody's, I mean, somebody's crazy uncle. Yeah, uh, not, no, not exactly. So I, I, w I wish Johnny was here to explain this, really, but I'll do the best <laughs> I can. So, you know, Johnny had an Uncle Larry uh, growing up. So it's and, a real person. <clears throat> yes, absolutely. And, um, <laughs> you know, Uncle Larry was like a very early fishing influence on Johnny. And 
Johnny tells this one specific story of uh, when he went out fishing with Uncle Larry. You know, he had very bad, um, what does he call it, in your hands? What is it? Uh, arthritis. arthritis. Arthritis in your hands. And he, he couldn't do anything. And Johnny wanted to go. He's a young kid at the time. He wants to go take the boat out and do all this stuff. And Uncle Larry can't do any of this thing. So they had settled for just fishing for a snap of bluefish off his dock. But he remembers seeing uh, how enthused and excited Uncle Larry was to even do that at that time. And it was really new perspective for Johnny. Like it, it doesn't matter, you know, what situation you're in fishing wise, as long as you're out there doing it, you know, it's a blessing. And, uh, but really the, the name Uncle Larry. So that means that everyone has that everyone has an Uncle Larry. Mm-hmm. Everyone has someone or something that showed them fishing. For me, it was my dad. Uh, for you, it was your dad. You know, it's a, everyone has it in some form or fashion it's extremely extremely rare that uh someone is to find fishing completely on their own so that that's what the name means in itself but then uh you know to take the story a little further uh he had this rod so when uncle larry passed away he passed away like 10 plus years ago um johnny's aunt told him to come over and go through all of his old fishing stuff and take whatever he wanted and johnny found this extremely old ultralight like a really cool vintage rod you know like probably a four and a half foot rod and we were doing a lot of trout fishing at the time this is like 2016 and then uh so johnny you know he actually got the rod redone it says uncle larry's rod on it There's a lot of history with that rod but basically the first time he took it out uh my dad had given me a, a wooden trout net that his friend had hand carved for him like 40 plus years ago and i went out there and uh you know, Johnny caught a trout on Uncle Larry's rod and I netted it in that net. So that was just like a super cool full circle moment for, for us. And, you know, there's a lot of full circle moments that happen through Uncle Larry's. But that was kind of the conception of like the first time that Uncle Larry's rod was in play. And that's what happened. And then three years later in 2019, Johnny was working in Manhattan at the time. I was working um, on a podcast called Ike Live and for Professional Edge Fishing, um, Mike Iconelli's company. I'm down in South Jersey. Yeah. And Johnny is in the city hating his job. You know, he'd been going through a lot of personal stuff at the time as well. He's a fish out of water up there because, you know, he doesn't want to be a part of that corporate lifestyle. He wants to be outside doing, pursuing the same things that we are right now. And, uh, you know, in Manhattan is where he started Uncle Larry Outdoors. And he originally just made it as a page to connect with people in the outdoor space and to, you know, meet some cool people, whatever. And, you know, we'd already known each other forever and we always talked and, you know, early on he was showing me Uncle Larry's back when it had, you know, 10 followers. And I'm like, yo, this is a really cool idea. I really, I I just, I think we should actually work on this and put some time into it. And then, you know, over the next four years, it, it, it turned into what it turned into, but the foundation of it was really just, you know, we were adding a lot of new members at the time. Like the, the people that we follow on there now are the same people that we followed four years ago when we started it. And we just wanted to follow and create a community of like-minded anglers that were out there doing it for the right reasons. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how it all started. And then through that, it just evolved. And, and I started making a lot of different edits for it and videos. And eventually we realized we had to take it on YouTube. So I had my YouTube channel, which I'd had for 10 years, but been inactive on for the past two or three, because like I told you, I really didn't want to, it just to be by myself. So this was the perfect opportunity. And I just, you know, where I'm like, all right, dude, let's just change the name of my channel to Uncle Larry's, we'll rebrand it, and we'll start putting new videos up under Uncle Larry Outdoors. So that's, 
in, in short terms, that, that is the history of it. Well, that's awesome. I, I didn't see, I had never knew the backstory behind it. I didn't know it had that kind of depth to it. So that makes it like 10,000 times cooler. And I love that you've adopted that and like kept that as like, you know, I don't know. You, you didn't let the name evolve. So like the roots go back to a really cool place. You yeah. mentioned how everybody kind of has that person in their life that, uh, I don't know, at the very least led you to the water and whether yeah, you found sure. your way from there. Um, I think that's the least that, I don't know, a mentor can do is just provide opportunity, you know, to, to yeah. get there. Whether It could just be the person that drove you to the water and set and, and let you out the car. Yeah. But just like, you know, I think we all have that person that we appreciate that at least afforded the opportunity. And, you know, obviously some people had a much stronger mentor, but it's pretty cool that you've run with that name. And then, you know, whether y'all realize it, and I'm sure you do realize it, the content you put out, you know, I don't know, in keeping with the, the evolution of information sharing and inspiring other people is ultimately like now that source of content you'll have may be, you know, I don't know, educating, inspiring, um, entertaining, all of those different things, other people to get out and fish. Cause, um, I think, and you know, I know we kept mentioning, uh, COVID a few times. I mean, I, I've read at least, and I've, I've seen, there was just a massive boom in fishing during that time, which yeah. is pretty cool that something like that sort of halted everybody in their tracks from being, I don't know, productive in the economic sense to be more productive in the mental and spiritual sense, which is way more important. Um, sure. but it's awesome yeah. what you're doing. I like that you're, you're you've evolved this thing but you stayed i don't know what is the term for it you like stayed true to the original like origins of it um i find yeah. myself kind of in the same thing with this podcast thing you know i i started uh, a blog in 2010 or no 2011 and then the name was boundless pursuit i just decided to keep the name of it but you know as time goes on it seems like people nowadays don't want to read you know maybe not want to read as much so it's like, all right, well, I'm starting to yeah. kind of realize, like, and I love writing. I'll never stop writing. I do it more for myself than I do anybody else. But, you know, I think, I think as outdoorsmen, you kind of have like this obligation to sort of push the sport forward, whether it's through entertainment or educating and it's writing, it's video, it's podcasts. I'm just doing this to, I don't know. It's just yeah. fun to actually talk to people because, you know, yeah. Instagram becomes so limited and like, you don't know what somebody's like i've learned like some I, i've heard so many awesome stories like live stories doing this i'm like i didn't expect to get all this out of this whole podcast thing i thought i'd just heard, hear some cool fishing stories like so it's sort of like tr transcended beyond that but yeah that's really it man it's uh you know at the end of the day i can speak for all of us i think me, me specifically just got this is fishing and being outdoors has been like my whole existence for as long as I can remember, you know, that, that is my life. And it, it means so much to me in like mm -hmm. way deeper. And it, it, the fish is just like the least end of the spectrum to me when it comes to fishing. So yeah, it's just like, that's always been the goal because, you know, now social media has gotten so big and the fishing space has gotten so big. There's a lot of kids that are, you know, their uncle Larry, could be the internet, could be a, a YouTube channel. A hundred percent. And I just, I've always, I've looked at that and I've wanted to make sure that whatever I end up doing and we end up doing, we just, when, when some, a kid watches our videos, 
they get into it for the right reasons and they see that you could go have an adventure. It's a big part of Uncle Larry's too, is you can have an adventure and go catch a big fish wherever you're from. You know, we're from uh, New Jersey, New York City. You know, we, we did a lot of fishing in the city, mm-hmm. catching big fish in New York. I, I know kids that go out there and take the subway, an hour-long subway ride just to get to Central Park and go catch a big bass in Central Park. It's like, if they can do it, no one has any excuse, you know, and that's really, we've been trying to preach that from the beginning. So if that's the way that it's being perceived today, then I'm, I'm definitely happy. Oh, yeah. Well, de- social media is, I mean, there's a lot of bad parts on social media, obviously. I remember, like, you know, I was in college, I think, when Facebook was, like, starting. I, I remember when you had to be in college to even get on Facebook. Like, well, other yeah. people, like, you had to be in a school to even do it it was it was different but back then they called it social networking sites it wasn't called social media it's like somewhere <laughs> along the way it changed from being like something you use to meet and network with other people to somewhere that you just i don't know just it just promote yourself or something else yeah it's like it's gotta start uh, kind of circling it, it needs to start circling back to that networking thing where you're actually yeah. knowing the person and like instagram's really zapped a lot of that out it's like you can see people's snapshot of their highlight reel you don't know jack diddly crap about who they are might be a murderer you might don't even a... know you don't even know if they really like the fish Sheesh. yeah really really hard yeah. to tell well it's yeah there's some folks you can uh yeah, hate, right. you hate to say it because i i've been guilty of it where i'll look at somebody on there and i'm like i bet that person's a piece of shit but, but then I like I catch myself. I'm like I can't do that. Like yeah. no, that person, that, that person could be, you know I don't know what they're going through. That, that could be a great you person. Try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, got to be careful with it. But uh, but and especially as it pertains to fishermen, and no, no fisherman's trying to share information and talk to a stranger. Like you know, somebody messages you out of the blue on on Instagram. You're like, all right, what do you? You're trying to steal my spots. I mean, what are you trying yeah, to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's, it's especially it's so hard to like get a cool like a good relationship going with somebody on something like Instagram. But uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah. it, but there are times like you'll meet those cool people along the way, and and heaven forbid you get end up getting to link up. Like at the end of this month, I mean, by the time this drops, it will have already happened. But I'm going out to Idaho at the end of this month to fish with a guy that I met on the internet. Like through networking, through another yeah. guy that I fish with who's fished with this guy. And it's like, you know, yeah. got to get back to that. But um, sure. I wanted to I want to check off a few things that I have on here. And you mentioned earlier the the, the, the Mike Iaconelli thing, because I remember that. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, how did y'all pull that off? Like, how did how did that um uh, come about? Because that was a pretty cool opportunity. Oh, yeah, that was all that was all even. Yeah, man. I mean, and you said uh, you had worked on the podcast or something. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, all right. I'm trying to do this as quickly as I can. So I've been doing the YouTube thing all high school. I went to college for film and video because I kind of got brainwashed into the concept of oh well, you can't actually be a fisherman for your life. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what everyone around me was doing. Everyone was going to college and working in the city. That was like the thing, right? So. I did that for about a year and I absolutely hated it. And I had an existential crisis moment with myself. I'm like, what am I doing? Uh, this is just not who I am. I need to go back to New Jersey and, you know, 
make videos and pursue and fish and like be outside. Yeah. Uh, long story short, I ended up emailing at the time, uh, one rod, one reel who was at, this is 2014. This guy, he was just mm-hmm. coming up in the YouTube space, but I noticed him because I've been on YouTube fishing for so long and I'd seen the, the views and the attention that he was getting. I've never seen anything like that before. And I realized he lived in Maryland. So I hit him up. I'm like, yo, let's fish together. We end up fishing together. I end up getting a message from uh, this kid, John Horvat, who went to Rowan University in South Jersey, which is the school that Mike Eccanelli went to. And he messages me like, hey, man, uh, I saw that you were from Jersey, too. You want to meet up and fish together? But just going back to like what you were saying about it really being a networking thing. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, dude, let's fish together. And I end up fishing with John, and he's telling me, yo, uh, so I go to Rowan. Mike Eccanelli went to Rowan. He just came to our school, and he wants to start a bass fishing team at Rowan. And, you know, first of all, for me, like, you know, growing up in New Jersey, being a, a bass fisherman, it's like Mike Eccanelli's like, if you were growing up in New England and wanted to be a quarterback, that's like Tom Brady, you know? That's yeah, not yeah. <laughs> like, you know, to us. So I'm like, instantly, I'm like, okay, I've always wanted to get into like the college fishing thing. So this would be cool to, to get in with that opportunity to get back to New Jersey and to potentially, you know, who knows, maybe develop a relationship with Mike because that would just be really cool. So fast forward to like August, I, I make all the transfer things that I got to do to get back to Jersey. And John hits me up because we're supposed to live together. And uh, he's like, yo, dude. School starts in like two weeks. We still got a place to live. And I just left up to them. Like, yo, first place you find, I'm good with it. Certain rent price, whatever. And he finds this little terrible looking blue house that we move into with a couple other people. And, you know, coincidence, if if you want to use that word, move in next door to Brian Stockel. Shout out to Brian. It's an amazing friend to this day. But Brian, uh, he's basically like, so if, if, if you got Eric and Johnny, you got Brian and Mike. He's Mike's like lifelong friend. He's known him forever, fished with him forever, and does Ike Live, started Ike Live with Mike back in 2014. And I moved next door to him. You know, he's my next crazy. door. I, I developed a relationship with him. Uh, I developed a relationship with Mike because we started the Rowan fishing team, John and I. He was the president, I was the vice president. And then Mike hits me up one day and he's like, yo, dude, you want to fish a, a tournament with me out of your boat? I have a, still to this day, it's not functioning at the moment, but I have a bass tracker. And, um, you know, he asked me, you want to fish a tournament out of your boat? And I'm just like, you know, trying to keep my composure, like, keep it yeah. cool. And I'll see you on my, on my yeah. Let me check my calendar. See where I can fit you in. Yeah, so, you know, we do that, and of course, you know, I'm like, at the time, I'm 20 years old, I'm, I'm like starstruck at the time, but I, I did my best to like really just treat him like one of the boys, you know, like, and I think, at the, I, looking back, and I'm sure he appreciated that, and that, that day on the boat, he was just like, hey, you, uh, you know, have you ever had like an internship before, and um that, that's pretty much it. I started out just doing the Ike Live stuff, being on the podcast, doing their social media. And then that kind of gravitated eventually in toward, towards me filming for him and, and you know, working for, for his company, Professional Edge Fishing and Bass University and all that. And I did that for three years. Um, and then, yeah. you know, it's a, a friendship to this day. And, uh, yeah, it's been that 
period of my life was, was very helpful moving forward, trying to build our own brand, Uncle Larry Outdoors, just having the knowledge of oh, kind yeah. of how it works and, and you know, also getting uh, that much needed experience behind the camera filming for people, which I'd already done a lot at that point, but just kind of doing it as a job for the first time um, was, was very helpful for me. So yeah, that was a, that was a pivotal point in, in my existence. And uh, happy that, you know, at the end of the day, what's cool about all that is it's just like, they're just friendships. Like Mike's a friend, Brian's a friend. We were just up there fishing with them and Catskills with brown trout, like six of us. And I had a moment where I just had to step back and be like, look at where this shit has gone to, man. Pretty, yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, pretty cool. No, that's really cool. I, I, and I, you know, I imagine the, I don't know, inspiration juices were probably flowing like crazy after that, or like the motivation. But, uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned like you tried your best to just treat them like one of the guys. I, like we were talking about earlier, it's probably really hard to know. I mean, it's it's hard to know when you get those messages out of the blue, what people's intentions are. And sometimes you can kind of like read between the time. You can normally tell if somebody's just trying to get information out of you. Uh, yeah. And then you can then you can you can sort of read if somebody's earnest and genuinely just wants to learn. And you yeah. like you have like you have the knowledge and the ability to pass it on to that person. But for somebody like him, you know, he probably gets a hundred thousand messages a day from people. And um, so just approaching somebody like that, approaching somebody like any like you should. I feel like you should approach anybody like they're just one of the guys. It's just easier to. I don't know. Sort of like what I talked about before we even started this. Don't just talk normal. Just be yeah. normal. People, yeah, can, people, people can see right. People can see right through that bullshit. <clears throat> yeah. But um. Yeah. Anyway, it looks like y'all have like really made a lot of these things happen. I mean, you know, fate has brought you to the opportunities. That's this crazy thing. <clears throat> you always wonder how many times like windows of opportunities pass you by, and you're just I don't know, too pessimistic to be able to see them. Your visions, yeah. your visions, not clear enough because you've got this idea on like what life's supposed to be. You're supposed to work a nine to five. Fishing yeah. will never work. Fishing will never, it'll never happen. So it's like when you get that mentality, you're blind to all like all these windows that are flying by to get I'm, off I'm, on. That's, I'm so grateful that somehow <clears throat> we were able to see past that growing up in New Jersey, especially because yeah. No, like if you think like you know i talk to people down here and they're like oh yeah bro no one in my high school fished and i look at them sideways like florida like talk about new jersey in the in the early mid 2000s because now yeah. you know <laughs> fishing has almost become like cool in the sense that like maybe the skate culture was in the 90s early yeah. 2000s it's really and I will credit social media for, for doing that. Oh, hundred percent. Back when we were growing up, I, I can I can most assure you that it was not that way, you know. So and you're so impressionable at that time, but just yeah, to be able to 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 look past that, to understand that like all these people are wrong, you know, like no no no, no. this is the, yeah. this is the thing, you know. Yeah. I'm just yeah, I don't even know how. I'm grateful that the, you know, fishing really is that powerful of a vessel if you really yep. love it. <laughs> it, it took the pandemic for me specifically to even like see that it's like you said you get caught up in like what you think you're supposed to be doing with life you know what i mean the pathway that has been laid out for you and you just see what everyone else you know that you associate with family and friends it's just like oh no this is just 
I guess this is just how it works. And it's like, I guess yep. it took that time for me to have all that, that time by myself, you know, as, you know what I mean? Like with myself in my mind and really like comprehending the, the possibilities of, I guess, like what the fuck is actually out there? Like, like what can I really do with my life? Like, is it, is it, does it really have to be this way? You know what I mean? And then things just started to, to culminate. The more time I spent outside, the more I would just run into, you know, different figures that I think would just reassured me that I was on the right path. You know what I mean? Like I, I yeah. went out on my own and kind of peep this veil and you just meet people along the way that, just let you know without a reasonable doubt that you're doing the right thing and that you got to keep going. And I, I think that was one of the things too that uh, kind of opened my mind to reality. You know, you you have also been blessed with charming good looks. You know what I mean? So it's like such that now you've got this budding uh, modeling career going on that I've been seeing. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got an advantage that we ugly people don't have. You know, them charming good looks. Now you're on the Sims website, so. <clears throat> another thing to check off but when i saw that i'm like what oh, what the heck i mean you got bill dance following you the other day you got the modeling career going on with sims so how did the sims thing happen how did they had i mean what, what where did that come from yes yeah, so um <laughs> no uh we really just made some connections uh god but simply who eric is, is real good friends with he he does uh, a lot of video work for sims and he basically um just just connected us with them, you know what I mean? And one way or another, they came across, you know, what we were doing and, uh, you know, we're interested and we talked and they reached out to me and was like, you know, we wanted to use you for, uh, like, you know, just basically some modeling stuff, you know what I mean, for their uh, for new line that they had coming out. But, um, you know, up until that point, you know, we had, uh, it, was, it was really just a, like a, a casual thing, you know what I mean? I just made made some relationships through Bud with, you know, the producer, the director over there. And, you know, they like they liked what the heck we were doing. And, you know, like, I guess, how I looked. And she uh, <laughs> went to use me for some, for some shots. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. That's <laughs> all that I'm yeah. gonna, well, All right, well, I got to ask about that. It's just, it's pretty awesome. But, um, but man, I know we're, uh, we're getting a little short on, on, time uh you know me i've got like i got like my bedtime you know what i mean i gotta get up at four in the morning but uh but man y'all's uh y'all's trajectory i mean both of both of yours uh just the whole thing you have going on together is is awesome to watch so you know i have all the confidence and that y'all will stay the course or stay on the path and you've already in a very short period of time, it sounds like the, the timeline is what catches me off like guard. I didn't realize all this was so, you know, pretty much pretty recent. Um, but the, but you know, the growth in a short period of time is pretty, pretty motivating and awesome to see. So hope y'all will stay on that. Now I know we've mentioned a lot of like viral videos, incredible catches. We didn't even talk about a lot of the saltwater stuff. Maybe we'll have to do this in a, another time. It's like, so yeah, like, like an uncle Larry's yeah because there's so much more to talk about but um but people who people who are listening that want to see this stuff like where i don't know just drop some uh 
some way they could find you, Zed, whether it's your Instagrams or YouTube, anything like that. And I'm going to throw it up on the screen. If you've seen any of these little videos I make, I try to put them on the screen. I put them in the caption. I want to draw people. You know, I want people that I like and that I enjoy, like my friends and stuff, to like yeah, yeah, yeah. funnel like funnel into these other awesome people that I've met along the way. So yeah. how can how can I funnel them towards y'all? Well, Uncle Larry Outdoors, that's the funnel. Uncle Larry Outdoors. Type yeah, in Uncle Larry on. Outdoors and then you can you can go and, and do your explorations from there. We're on Instagram, YouTube. <laughs> Got a TikTok now, you know, but, but not 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 our choice, but you know, we yeah, for the ready. business. For, for the business. business, it's all business. We yeah. not <laughs> No, it's 2023. We got to get with the times. Yeah, those are the two, the two big ones I'd <laughs> yeah, say. Right Instagram now. and YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. Or, you know, we might get it back on Facebook eventually. For, for the business. For the business. But, but YouTube and Instagram <laughs> are the ones that we enjoy uh, putting content up as of now. So, yeah. Yeah, Uncle Larry Outdoors, straight to the point. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. People definitely got to check it out because y'all got, y'all got a great, like, diverse collections of kinds of fish, videos, photos. Uh, everything. It's it's awesome stuff. And you're only in, and I guess you're in Tampa, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, hell, I'm 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 a, I'm a Southwest Florida guy myself. So next right time on. I'm next time I'm coming through Tampa, I'll let you know. We can meet up. We can we can. Yeah, yeah. man. We, we can we can meet on. Yeah, yeah, we can do the both. You know, some of my favorite bowfin spots are up in Tampa. So we can meet on. We can yeah. meet on. New, we, we can meet on. A, I, I promise. Oh yeah. I, I promise I'm not trying to steal your spot so we can meet on hey, we can meet public, <laughs> we it's can public. meet on neutral ground. Uh, but yeah, we'll uh yeah, we can go to some of these 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 hell ponds that y'all trek into and try for the first time. I I'll be happy to join along on a scouting mission. Uh, oh, yeah. nice. cheap kayaks and all, but uh <laughs> I like the sound of that, brother. Yeah. But for sure, um, we'll be in touch after this because I come up to Tampa pretty often. I'll probably come up in April. I'd say almost undoubtedly, I'll come up to Tampa at least one once in April, and I'll I'll give you a heads up. Y'all may off to be y'all y'all may be off doing something else, but maybe the stars will align and we'll. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. eventually I mean, we'll meet up. Okay. We'll make something happen for sure. Definitely for sure for sure. Oh yeah. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate your time. Uh, we'll have to be in touch and. Again, I'm glad it didn't cut off on us on the second <laughs> half of this. We made it through, and hopefully everything's good with the. the yeah, now I gotta end this audio. call and and frantically pray to the, to the Lord above that the first half of the conversation was can be salvaged. Yeah, you know, if not, then you know we'll just we'll run it back and we'll do it the right way with, with yeah. the whole. We'll yeah, have yeah. a we'll have yeah. a good we'll get a, have a good uh second half. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. All right, guys. Take Thanks. it easy. Take it, yeah. Take it easy, brother. Right. Thank you for listening to the Boundless Pursuit Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, your feedback, comments, and reviews are very important to me. Also, this podcast is just one element to a much bigger content outlet. I urge you to head over to www.haverodswilltravel.com where you'll find audio, visual, and written editorial content. That is three dimensions of awesome fishing content brought to you by a very dynamic team of anglers. I hope that you'll tune in next week as we continue to build this program and have interesting and skilled anglers each Thursday. Thank you for listening.